This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, April the 27th, and another win. How about it? Actually, coming to you after back-to-back wins. That feels like a few and far between this season. A nice win for the Phillies last night. 10-3 to over the Rockies. 8 runs over the last two nights for the Phils. 8-10 and 10 now on the season. Creeping back in it. Nice to see. You know, no reason to freak out, as I said. But it is early. It is early for the Phillies. Finding a way to win some baseball games. Now, let's be fair. The Rockies, yet again, looking like the Phillies defensively. The Rockies had two more errors to the three, which really should have been four from the night before because of the Schwarber just ball that fell between Charlie Blackman and the center fielder. It's like, uh, you know. No error. I mean, you know, that's a whole separate discussion about what is an error and what is not, but how silly is it that two guys can miscommunicate a ball? Clearly it is a eminently catchable ball, and they miscommunicate and the ball falls and because no one touched it. It's an, an error? Not an error? Okay. Cool. I'll take it. I have Kyle Schwarber on my fantasy team, so no complaints here, but it's all silly. But again, the Phillies do get a, a help again. The Rockies just... Finding a way to really help the Phillies out. Errors all around last night, especially early in the second inning. And ends up giving the Phillies a 3-0 lead. The Phillies would just build and build on and close it out. And it was awesome to see as, uh, you know, look, this team has not really had offensive, strong offensive nights back-to-back. And and that was really great to see now again fueled by horrendous defense from the Colorado Rockies. But you know what? You take the breaks where you can get them, and you also have to take advantage of those breaks, right? You know, you have to actually score more runs. You have to actually get the hit after the error and all that, and the Phillies have been doing that, and and they get credit for that. As It was a nice win, a needed win, I think, for all of us as a fan base, just starting to lose our minds a little too quickly, a little too early, but hey, I get it. As we've talked about so many times, I totally get it. Um, but I see the Phillies winning some games. Maybe they can start to string a few of these together, two in a row. Not a winning streak yet, but you win today. You win today. We're starting to talk winning streak. It would be quite something if the Phillies could win today. The Phillies have not won a series since that first series of the season. So if they could beat the Rockies tonight, they will have won this series, which would be obviously fantastic news. They've already split the series at worst, which is Nice, you know, for the first series since the opening series, they won't lose the series. So that's, you know, 
steps in the positive direction. You know, you feel good about that. As um, Look, handling business at home against the Rockies is a necessary thing. And the Rockies have been playing good baseball. They came into this series 10-5, and five, now they're 10-7. and seven, So, um, you know, handling a team that's, that's playing well is always nice to see. And again, um, really just nice to see the bats get going a little bit. We'll get into the Harper thing in a bit as that is, I mean... Concerning. We've talked about it. I uh, test the elbow yesterday. We'll get to that. That's a, a concerning. I mean, there's no other word. I, I I will not look at it as anything but concerning. But look, you know, they've been getting by. Thank God for the DH. Where would this team be? We wouldn't be over the luxury tax without the DH. Now we wouldn't have Bryce Harper playing if it weren't for the DH. Thank goodness. All the people who fought the DH in the National League, huh? Where are you at now, huh? No, just messing around. But it is really helping this Phillies team. I mean, just in a... Massive way, both in the way they built the team heading into the season, the way the season is playing out. Again, Bryce Harper would just be on the IL. If there were no DH in the National League, Bryce Harper would just not be playing. He just wouldn't be playing this year. <laughs> we would be on like our second full week of no Bryce Harper. Thank God. Thank goodness. The DH in the National League saving the day. So that's huge news. That's exciting. Thank goodness for that. But concerning the elbow, we'll get to that. Let's. Look back to last night before we do that. As again, a really, you know, help from the Rockies, but the Phillies had to take advantage, and they, they did. They won the game. Like I said, they get up early in the second inning thanks to some errors, some nice beating some stuff out as the Phillies. Uh, threatening in the first, ultimately able to, or excuse me, threatening in the second, ultimately able to score on an uh, infield single from Didi Gregorius to third. Um, uh, there was an error prior to that uh, in the inning, which was super helpful. And then um, uh, on a bad throw to second. So Schwerber coming into second, throw just sails. Uh, a boom hits it, sailed, ball just sails over the uh, the second baseman's head uh, into sh- shallow right field. Um, ultimately allows Schwerber to score on that DD, um, on that DD kind of nibbler type of thing. Um, to third base, he's able to beat it out, the, which was a clean play. It was an infield hit. But Schwarber scores on that, and then a wild pitch scores two more. It was unbelievable. Alec Bohm comes in to score on a wild pitch, and then the catcher just kind of flips the ball back. The ball's just sitting there in front of home plate, and Didi Gregorius heads up baseball from Didi. Didi comes running around and scores, and it's 3 nothing. And the Rockies look like a joke out there. And I'm not going to say there was a little bit of schadenfreude, you know, but there was. It was enjoyable to watch another team be a disaster in the field, right? I mean, now a little, a little flashbacky too, you know, certainly felt it. Said, oh, I know that game. It's not super fun to watch my team do that stuff. Sorry, Rockies fans, but ultimately huge for the Phils and... Again, when you're scuffling along a little bit, when you're, you know, kind of lifeless at times, you know, anything you can get to get you going, any help, any mistake by the other team is is massive. It's huge. It is so necessary. And the Phillies have taken advantage of the back-to-back nights, and it's huge. It really is, because this team needs to get on a roll, especially we talked about after the Schwarber ejection on Sunday night, the, you know, whole Angel Hernandez thing, the... Lack of a pulse from Joe Girardi. You really want to see this team come out on Monday and handle business. You know, start to maybe use Schwarber's fire 
as a platform to, you know, show a little fire yourself as a baseball team. And look, the last few nights they've done it. You know, I know that it has not been the prettiest at times. And again, a lot of it has been the result of the Rockies. But the Phillies have, have taken advantage of those opportunities. They get to the fourth. They tack on four more runs. And Alec Bohm RBI single. Uh, by the way, Alec Bohm, real quick, before we keep going here, playing really nice defense. He had like three plays last night to one really nice play and then like just charging on the ball and throwing a first type plays that have been so the bane of his existence. Bohm's look good. Alec Bohm, defensive stalwart. Who didn't see this coming? No, look, long way to go, but I've been impressed. You know, Bum's done a nice job, especially, again, at home after that night, after the whole disaster thing. Really nice to see Bohm kind of figuring it out out there a little bit and maybe looking a little more comfortable making those plays. It's massive because the bat has to stay in the lineup, as we talked about. Bohm comes through with the RBI single to make it 4 nothing there. O'Double, who had a really nice game. Uh, RBI double makes it 5 nothing. Gene Segura, single to center. 6 nothing, and then uh, Reese Hoskins double to left, scores Gene Segura. 7 nothing Phillies. And it's over at this point, just cruising along. The Rockies add one in the sixth, then Odubo Herrera bomb uh, to left, uh, to right center field. A shot making it 9 to 1 as he, he did get all of it. You know, just got out, but, you know, nice swing, nice homer there. Castellanos has an RBI single later that inning. And it's 10-1. The the Rockies had a couple, but it wouldn't matter. And the Phillies went 10-3, a big one. Zach Eflin, six innings, one run, two hits, one walk, three strikeouts. Eflin's best start of the season. Really the only mistake he made was that home run to Charlie Blackman. Really nice. You know, nice outing from him. Nick Nelson struggled a bit but got through it. Uh, Andrew Bellotti and Damon Jones each had, you know, semi-rough outings, giving up a run, but nothing crazy. Um, Particularly, uh, you know, a Blackman homer to uh, Bellotti, but otherwise he was good. Damon Jones struggled a bit, got into a jam, but able to get out of it and, and got some nice pitches to get out of it. The Phillies win it 10-3. to And again, a nice night offensively. The errors help, but, you know, a couple hits for Bryce Harper in the DH hole, including that uh, scoring a run there. Uh, you, and then it's just spread it around, right? You know, a hit for Segura, a hit for Hoskins, a hit for Castellanos, a hit for Romuto, uh, a, walk, uh, a walk, couple walks and a run for Schwarber. Bohm goes one for three with an RBI. Didi two for three, scores three runs on the night. And then O'Double two for four with the three RBIs and the two runs scored. Just a massive day for those guys at the bottom of the lineup as well. Schwarber, the only starter who did not get a hit, and uh, he got on base a couple times as well. So really, you know, just a uh, all-around nice outing from the offense. Again, they, they certainly got help. Don't get me wrong. They certainly got help from the Rockies, but it was a nice outing. The Phillies found a way. To put up a 10 spot, even if you get help, that is always, always something to, to be happy about and to um, to crow about, so to speak, is you know, they needed it. And and back-to-back nights where they handled business, you know, got an early lead and, well, I guess not two nights ago, it was 2 nothing, but then took the lead and never looked back. But they've gotten leads and they've held on. They've gotten leads and they've added to it, which has not been a hallmark of this Phillies team so far this season, you know, getting leads, period, but... But adding on, you know, more runs, more runs, more runs, more runs. We've seen a couple wins this season where, you know, it's been a, a beginning, you know, the comeback wins. Um, but these last couple nights, they've found ways to, and they had a couple beginnings last night, but still they've found ways to continue to add 
runs, continue to chip away, continue to pick away with this offense, and that's going to be a key for this team. As we've talked about 800 zillion times already, and we'll continue to, this team will go as far as the offense carries it. You know, if you keep getting Eflin and Gibby and those kind of outings like that, that's really going to help. The bullpen certainly has to be better as we continue to go along. You know, you need more from Wheeler. No look great last night. You need those guys to come through, but man, when we look back on the season and say this is a great team, this is a good team, this is a mediocre team, whatever it is, the offense will be the biggest reason why. And it's been the biggest reason why they're eight and ten instead of ten and eight or, or eleven and seven or whatever you want to say. There have been too many nights, too many days where they haven't shown up. Including Sunday night against Milwaukee when they scored zero runs. We all remember that one. Very recently. Eric Lauer, aka Cy Lauer, just gunning people down all night. So, you know, seeing this team start to get on a roll offensively, even if it takes a little help to get there, I'm fine with that. Because that's what we need to see. We need to see this offense get rolling. We need to see them learn how to win games, learn how to continue to come through with clutch hits, continue to score runs when necessary. It's all massive. It's massive. It's massive for this team. The last couple of nights starting to see it a little bit. And, you know, you can start to see what this offense can look like when it's rolling. You know, I mean, it is it is a deep line. Again, last night the two best... Guys had the two best games were eight and nineers. You know, Didi and, and Oduble had the two best games of anyone in the lineup. You go down the lineup, those were your two stars of the, of the game, as it were. And we've had that a few times this year. I mean, Bowman Camargo in the eight nine spot had a, a you know, or in the seven eight spot, I believe it was in Colorado that game. They won the two best players in that game. You know, we've seen this a little bit, and um, and that's really exciting. You know, when the when the bottom of the offense can carry you because as we've talked about so many times. You know, I'm not worried about Bryce Harper getting to where he needs to be. I'm not worried about Reese Hoskins getting to where he needs to be. I'm not worried about Kyle Schwarber getting where he needs to be. Nick Cassiano's already where he needs to be. JT's been pretty good. Gene has gotten unlucky, but but some good at-bats from Gene Segura. You know, the, the guys who are supposed to hit are going to hit. They're going to. I feel, I feel super confident that, you know, when it's all said and done, we look back on the season, the top of the lineup's going to have had a good year. And we're going to look back and say, oh, yeah, Bryce Harper's great. Oh, yeah, Schwarber, 30 bombs, whatever. You know, that stuff's going to happen. I, I do believe that. And you're seeing the, the bottom of the lineup be able to pick it up, the bottom of the lineup be able to, you know, help you win games on a night-to-night basis can be a really good and important thing for this team. You know, they, they need it. And again, they just... They need to score runs continuously, night after night after night after night. That's what this team is built on. This what the foundation of this team must be if they're going to do anything of note this season. It's going to be on the backs of the offense. And the last couple nights, 18 runs in two days, more of that. And yeah, I'll take more errors from the opposing teams. That's cool. <laughs> I'm good with that too. But just on a basic level, if this, you know, Phillies team wants to go far, they need to have more games like last night. They need to put up more eight spots, more ten spots, and really find a way to have some consistency. Night to night is an offense. It's going to be everything for this team, and we're starting to see them put it together a little bit. And again, you know, it, you know, we're everyone's freaking out over the start of the season, but it is the start of the season. You know, there's a reason I kept saying it's way too early to panic. When it's time to panic, I'll panic. Trust me. You you know, I will I will say this team ain't good enough if they're not good enough. But to say it in the first month of the season's crazy. It's too quick. 
It's way too quick. And these guys weren't hitting. The whole point of having any hope in this team, any belief in this team coming into the season, the whole point of thinking they were going to make the playoffs or whatever your predictions were, it was based on the offense. It was based on them going out and getting Cassianos and Schwarber to add to the group they already had. That was the heart of any optimism any Phillies fan had. And when those guys don't hit particularly well over the first couple of weeks of the season, you can't freak out. You can't say it's uh, it's over. This team's bad. And look, it, they might not be good enough. That is certainly on the table. But it was just too quick, too early to know. And so far, uh, so good in terms of kind of getting it back on track, scoring some runs, and starting to feel better about this baseball team. We'll look at tonight's game in, in a couple minutes. First, back to what I mentioned earlier, if you, you know, from, from the good to the bad, as um, I am incredibly concerned about the Bryce Harper situation. Uh, Harper DHing yet again last night has been DHing since the Colorado series. So that is now eight straight games. Bryce Harper's been the DH again. Thank God we have the DH. He would not be in the lineup otherwise. But Harper yesterday uh, went out to test the elbow. Apparently, just really playing a game of catch, more or less, to test it. You know, nothing super strenuous and the results weren't good you know harper saying he felt achy um you know didn't feel great when he did it they say it's a strain um he said he's going to keep DHing. he said quote unquote there's no timetable for him to play the field again um it's not good <laughs> it's like, this is this is the kind of stuff year before you know the report comes out that they need tommy john surgery that that's the way this plays out, you know. Generally, with these type of things, now again, we're we're getting the the cart before the horse and all that stuff. Is you know, we've had players on this team who've had it. There are a lot more position players who've gotten it over the last decade than prior. Let's say, um, but look, it also could just be a strain and whatever. And I do think that you know, from the offensive production we're seeing from Harper, he has been better lately. You know, the homer two nights ago, two hits last night, the nice double down the line last night. Um, it doesn't seem like it's affecting him too much from an offensive perspective, and I know they have told us it's not affecting him at all from an offensive perspective. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, obviously, um, impossible to to say. Uh, I don't know how it couldn't have some effect, maybe, but clearly he's hitting the ball pretty well. It doesn't seem to be affecting him in any meaningful way. It doesn't seem like he's wincing at all when he's up to play. It doesn't seem like he's holding his elbow or anything like that. We know that in the past, Harper is not... Um, not been shy about, you know, kind of rubbing a, a, a knee if he bumps it into something or holding his elbow if he hurt it or whatever. He's, you know, motive with that stuff. He kind of wears his injuries on his sleeve like that. And um, I haven't seen any of that with batting. So it's a good sign. And again, I do think that, you know, the fact that he is in the lineup DHing every day and hasn't needed a day off is a sign that it's really not bothering him too much from the offensive perspective. And again, thank God for the DH. But it's concerning. And, you know, not even so much just in the the here and now, but in the idea that he might need Tommy John surgery. <laughs> he might. I, I'm, I'm not counting on it. I'm not betting on it. I, you know, again, I I think probably if it were bad enough where he needs Tommy John, he might not be able to hit. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. This is not my area of expertise. So, you know, I think, the again, the fact that he's playing every day and hitting is a, is a great sign, I think. But the fact that it's been over a week, you know, well over a week now, a week and a half, and he goes out to test out the arm, and and it's just bad, and it's sore and achy. 
you know, it's not good. It's not good. It is absolutely something that we need to keep an eye on. It's absolutely something that I think Phillies fans should be concerned about. Um, and I don't know how it plays out. Like, let's say he does need Tommy John, right? Let's say, you know, it's another month and, and it's still just achy and whatever. And they decide that it's worse than a strain. It's a tear. Um, and again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I don't, they're saying a strain. I'm going to, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to say, all right, just a strain. Okay. But if it does turn into something worse, you know, that is concerning for the long term in the sense that he would have to miss like nine months of baseball, you know? So, um, and again, you know, would he wait till the off season? Probably. And then just kind of miss the start of next season. I think that would be the smartest way to go if he had to do that. But again, who knows how long it holds up if that's the case. And again, I'm not saying he has to get time John, nor do I think he's going to. Honestly, I, I really, if I had to bet one way or the other, I, I would slightly lean towards the sides of it's just a strain and, and rest and all that. We'll figure it out. And the fact that they are not um, super concerned about it from the sense of he is batting every day. That is a good sign. So, you know, I'm not I'm not freaking out yet, but it is something to monitor. It's something to keep an eye on. And, you know, I don't love that he hasn't been able to play the field. You know, I don't love it. I don't love that this arm thing is, is lingering, that it's not going away, that it's staying there. It's 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 concerning to me. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, and again, you know, of paramount importance in this, thank goodness the DH is here because that is saving us. Thank God. And Nick Castellanos, great play in right field last night. What a catch, right? But look, Nick Castellanos... Not a right fielder, not a fielder, but certainly not a right fielder. Really not good out there. So, you know, having Harper out there will help this team. It really will. He is better than Nick Castellanos, even though he's not the best right fielder of all time. He's definitely, 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 definitely better than Nick Castellanos. So it definitely hurts the team having uh, Castellanos out there, but not in a massive way. And certainly not as much as, you know, not having Bryce in the lineup would hurt this team. So, um, you know, you take the good with the bad. Thank goodness for the DH. Happy that Bryce and line, but it's something we got to keep an eye on and something to be concerned about. And you know, I hope that this is just something where Rast will get it back there and he can play the field soon enough. So we'll keep an eye on it. It's definitely concerning, though. I'm definitely concerned. So that's my official position on the Bryce Harper elbow. Concerned. All right. Um, looking ahead to tonight in just a sec. Quick, uh, quick goodbye. A quick thank you for your service. To that Ronald Torres. Ronald Torres asked and granted for his release from his minor league contract. Hoping to go find another team to catch on with. I think Johan Camargo kind of obviously, you know, took over the Ronald Torres role and, and is a better player than Torres. I mean, flat out um, gives you more defensively and, and, you know, more positions. I guess Torres can play all those positions, but um, certainly a, a better offensive player. Hits from both sides, all that stuff. But, um... I enjoyed the Ronald Torres era here. You know, I didn't enjoy the Phillies during the Ronald Torres era, but Torres was a lot of fun last year. And uh, I appreciated having him on this team. It was a team that was very frustrating last year, and there was a lot of um, lack of, of, it felt like, you know, professionalism and and consistency and going out and being a Major League Baseball player type of feel to it. And, and Torres was that. You know, he was someone who went out and was a pro. Not the best pro, but a pro. And I think he was better for the Phillies than we expected. Certainly offensively he was. He was a nice little guy for the Phillies last year. So um, shout out to Ronald Torres. I enjoyed having him on the Phillies a lot more than I expected. I hope Joe Girardi's okay. We know how much he loves Ronald Torres. Um, but um, uh, it's sad to see him go. You know, he's in the Myers, not affecting anything. He was not going to make the major league roster. But um, soft spot in my heart for Ronnie. I enjoyed having him on the team last year. And uh, he was fun. So shout out to Torres. All right, tonight, back at it. Can they win three in a row? 
I'm I'm really asking, can they? Because <laughs> they haven't done it yet this year. So so let's see. Can the Phillies win three in a row? Uh, we will see if they can cross that threshold for the first time this season tonight at home against the Rockies. A chance to win a series for the first time since that series against Oakland to start the season, which is pretty crazy. Lost series to the Mets, lost series to the Marlins, lost the series to the Rockies in Colorado, and lost the series at home to Milwaukee. So I have not won a series since that opener. So real chance tonight to take advantage as it will be Ranger Suarez on the hill for the Phillies going up against a guy I never heard of for the Rockies, Ryan Feltner. Uh, Feltner has an 1137 ERA on the season, so you like to see that. Um, you know, certainly the pitching advantage seems to stick with the Phillies for this one. So let's see how it goes. Nice to see Ranger. Hopefully Ranger can go out and give a better outing, kind of really start to settle in, as I don't think we've seen close to what the best version of Ranger is yet this season. So I'm excited to see Ranger go out and get another shot. To start to really settle into the season, um, and again against Feltner, never heard of the guy, so hopefully Philly can take advantage. 18 runs the last two nights, let's keep that train going. Eight or more, that's what I need tonight. Rockies defense should help. Um, I think the Phillies win tonight. I'm starting to feel the tiniest bit of confidence in this team, which means they'll definitely lose. (laughs) Either way, whatever happens. We'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 